first down, they hand off to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10, he's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT. And he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. What is going on, Colts Nation? And welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Well, Indianapolis Colts GM Chris Ballard had his end-of-the-year conference for the 2020 season. Ballard recapped some things from the 2020 season, talked about some stuff coming up in this offseason of 2021. And so Cody Felger here, Derek Larger as well. We are going to kind of talk about, break down some of the stuff that Ballard had to say in his conference. We're not going to talk about everything, but we're going to talk about some of the main points, specifically the points that we think are going to be big question marks going into this 2021 offseason. So, Derek, we can start by the most important topic, I think, of this 2021 offseason, the quarterback position. And Chris Ballard had a lot to say about the quarterback position, whether that be Philip Rivers, whether that be about Jacob Eason, Jacoby Brissett, and also about the draft. And we'll start with the draft here. So Chris Ballard was asked a little bit about the future at quarterback for long term, right? And specifically about the draft. And Ballard had this to say, I won't quote this directly because we want to stay monetized, but essentially (laughs) what Ballard had said, right? was, look, I can go and draft a quarterback this year, get you off my butt for a little bit, but the instant he starts playing bad, then you guys will be the first ones to kick me out of the door, you know, kick me out of the facility. And I think that that is very true. And Derek, to me, what I kind of took from this, and you you can agree maybe or disagree, it kind of gave me a similar vibes to when the Indianapolis Colts were uh, looking for their head coach, right? After Chuck Pagano had been fired, Ballard said something very similar to how he talked about the quarterback position. He basically said, you have to find the right guy. It's not about being the first guy, right? You have to find the right guy. That's what he said about the head coach. Obviously, when Josh McDaniels and that whole fiasco happened, they they found Frank Reich, and they really like their decision still to this day. And it kind of gave me similar vibes there. Look, I, Ballard's basically saying, I could draft a quarterback, but if it's not the guy that I want or that we love, then what's the point of even drafting him? I'm curious your thoughts, Derek, on Ballard's comments about the quarterback position this year and moving forward into the future. Yeah, I mean, we've kind of gotten away from what we're used to seeing from Ballard. We always say we're now in the mode of, you know, we want to win now. So we're just thinking that Ballard's just going to change his M.O. because, you know, circumstances are different now. But I think he just reminded you that that's not who he is and he's not going to change his MO just because the state of the team is any different. So, I mean, this kind of puts a little damper on those people who were saying, Oh, you know, the Colts are probably going to trade up or, you know, the Colts can grab Mac Jones or Kyle Trask at 21 um, and, and other things like that. I just don't see any of those situations happening. I could be wrong, but I don't think so based off of Ballard's comments. Unless a great opportunity presents itself, whether that be in free agency to snag a QB or a a great opportunity to trade up inside the top five happens, then I just don't see Ballard going with that option, you know, given the fact that he likes his picks. So 
you know, I, I think that Ballard's taking the correct approach here. I think a lot of people were uh, are too crazy on wanting to just get rid of all of our draft capital to, you know, go after a, a quarterback that, you know, Ballard may not love or anything of that matter. I mean, you know, he's still got a chance to look at some of these guys and his opinion could change on a couple of them over the next two months, two, three months. But we're going to find out. And, you know, I'm I'm here for the ride. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Ballard was asked about that 21 position where the Colts sit right now in the draft in that first round. He was asked about, you know, if he thinks one of those quarterbacks will be there at 21. And I think maybe to to counter that argument a little bit, Ballard said, I doubt it. He said, I doubt there's a guy there. So could that potentially indicate the Colts know there's some talented guys? I don't know if a guy's going to be there. Maybe you have to trade up to get a guy. I mean, you could look at it both ways, I think. But I'm potentially looking at it like maybe that's what Ballard's saying. He says it's a good class, right? And he also emphasized a lot on like he understands that the quarterback position is the most important position in sports. Like he acknowledged that he said, like, I don't want people to think like I don't understand that. Right. Like uh, he knows that how important a good quarterback play is. So I think for me, I kind of understand that like Ballard sees that he understands that they're going to make the right decision based off the guy that they fall in love with. So for me, I'm not really concerned with whatever Ballard does because it's not like Ballard just thinks the quarterback position is just another position. Like he says, and he said this before, it's never going to be about one guy, but but saying that he knows how important good quarterback play is. So I, I definitely understand where Ballard is coming from as well. It'll be interesting for sure to see what happens if the Colts go draft quarterback there or, or left tackle, like we've talked about a little bit, wherever they go there. Um, and however they address the quarterback position. Um, speaking of that, Ballard had some stuff to say about Philip Rivers, right? Philip Rivers, obviously, getting closer to 40. He played pretty well, Ballard said last year. He really liked what Philip Rivers brought to the team. But, you know, he acknowledged that Philip Rivers is age, right? He acknowledged that he's getting closer to 40. Um, he was asked about if he wants Philip Rivers back in the 2021 season. And he basically said that they're all going to take a month. You know, they're going to think about it. Philip is going to think about it and uh, they're going to reconvene in about a month. So that's interesting to me that they both have to make a decision here. So it could be essentially, you know, maybe Philip Rivers wants to hang it up or maybe the Colts decide we like Philip Rivers, but we think we could get younger here. What were your thoughts on that comment that Chris Ballard said? And he also added that he thinks Philip Rivers is it could help lead them to the Super Bowl. So kind of on both sides of the equation there, what did you take away from that? Well, I mean, we know that Frank Reich is the big one, right? When it comes to Philip Rivers, we all know his connection with him. And, you know, it's deeper than just football. It's dip, it's deeper than that. You know, Ballard, I, I think Ballard's not in the business of, you know, a lot of guys being, you know, uh, trying to make relations. I know that, you know, he definitely is uh, friends with a lot of the players and he has a deep connection with a lot of them, but... You know, I think he also understands where this team needs to head to here in the next few years. So he can't get too emotionally attached to a Phillip Rivers who's about to turn 40. He knows that things are different. He said, he even said, you know, if this was Phillip Rivers of 35, 36 years old, then we wouldn't be having this conference. We wouldn't be having this talk because we'd be saying, well, Phillip Rivers is going to be our guy for the next couple of years. I don't got to worry about that. But we do have to worry about that. You have to yep. start thinking of what's to come next. So I think he does want Rivers to come back. I think it would make 
his job a little easier in a sense or, you know, being able to have at least a safety cushion for the quarterback position. And, you know, when we talked about Eason, you know, they mentioned how they still want to see Eason develop a little more. They like what they've seen from him. I mean, take with that as you might, but I mean, you know, it sounds to me like they actually have a strong connection with Eason right now and want to see him to continue to develop. <laughs> right. Excuse me. So I'm thinking that from what I heard, at least from what I'm gathering from the tone of it, was that he really does want Rivers to continue to help teach Eason. And he thinks Eason can be that guy. And then we're going to see this year how much more he progresses. And if he progresses the way that they want to, then they give him the reins. And if he doesn't, then the Colts go in a different direction is what I'm hearing. So that should make a bunch of the Eason stands happy that, that Ballard still wants to see what more Eason can learn. I mean, many are saying that Eason should start right now, but the Colts said that this was never a one-year option. They wanted to get him in for multiple years to continue to help him learn, which I completely agree with. So, you know, it's, again, just another weird thing that we're just going to have to play out here because, you know, Ballard is giving some indication here that he really likes what Eason's doing, but, you know, isn't really willing to spill the beans on how close he is. Yeah, and I, I think it's totally understandable because, like Ballard said, look, I, I don't know if I'm comfortable with him being their backup in 2021 because I haven't seen a snap of him in an NFL game. And I think that's totally valid. That's totally understandable. You know, they, they praised him. They said he's super talented. We like what we've seen from him so far. But how could you go into a season being comfortable with a guy you've never seen play a snap? And I think this preseason is going to be so huge for Jacob Eason and his development moving forward. So I definitely agree. I, I, you know, that's something that we'll just have to see how he plays. You know, you can't really make an evaluation here in January. You have to see him play in live reps and live bullets. Like that's just kind of how it has to come down to so another thing he talked about which was a little bit interesting was Jacoby Brissett he didn't discount the the potential to bring Jacoby Brissett back right you know he talked Mm -hmm. about him we said we think he's a good player let's not completely take him out of the mix but that's just something of of interest potentially but the thing is that I like about Ballard and what they're going to do man is is he even said it we're going to comb through every single prospect we do it every single year including the quarterback position we're going to examine it A to Z. He said, the position never leaves my mind. Something we have to get fixed. So knowing that and knowing the Ballard's track history up to this point, I feel pretty confident that if they feel a conviction to go get a guy, they're going to go get a guy. Like we've seen them make trades, trade ups before, man. Like we've seen them do that. We've seen them go and trade it for Jonathan Taylor as early as last year. So if they find their guy, man, I'm totally confident that they're going to go and make that decision. Whether that is Philip Rivers you know, whether that is Jacob Eason eventually or whether that, is, whether that is them going up and trading for a guy, I'm supremely confident they're going to make the right decision on that. Uh, one thing that's interesting that a lot of people have asked us about, Derek, is the left tackle position. Obviously, with Anthony Costanza retiring, we've already talked about how great of a player, how great of a teammate he was. Uh, but Ballard was was asked a little bit um, about about that offensive line, right? And he he really was pumping a bunch of praise Onto this offensive line, right? He said, Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Braden Smith, Mark Galinsky. We have four really good offensive linemen right now. 
And he also threw some praise out to Danny Penter and Will Holden, who I thought was interesting, especially the mm-hmm. the latter there. Will Holden, he said he looked really good in that Pittsburgh game. So for me, I kind of look at it as like Ballard. I don't know what you think about this, but Ballard didn't really say Nelson to left tackle, which I think was very interesting. He, he kind of said, look, we, we, we like our guys where they're at and we have four really good starters. We're going to work some other guys in there and find the best combination. What, what was your takeaway from Ballard's comments on the offensive line? His lack of wanting to talk about moving guys out of position just reassures me what I've been saying all along. I'm sick and tired of hearing people say, well, we need to move Nelson to left tackle. We should think about moving Braden Smith to left tackle. You know, we should do all this and that and this and that. Stop fooling yourselves. This is not hard. You move one guy out of position, somebody has to still take his spot. It doesn't change the fact that we're still down an offensive lineman who for most of his career was a very good left tackle. You cannot just replace that. And you certainly can't just move someone to that position and say, oh, okay, it's fixed. No, that doesn't happen. Even if Danny Pinter becomes, you know, a left guard somehow and you move Nelson to left tackle, what di- what difference does it make? You're still down a uh, you're still down offensive linemen. You still don't have anyone. So this is a thing where the Colts are going to draft a tackle at some point. I I just feel like with as deep as this tackle group is this this uh, draft, just how many guys you could get. I think Ballard is probably going to draft one of them. I mean, it hmm. just seems like it makes sense to me and. Again, I think he he's the old school as well. Like, why move an all-pro guard and move him to the left tackle position? I hear people say, oh, well, the money is different. I don't care about the money. Nelson is getting paid regardless of what position he plays. And just because guards don't normally make the money that left tackles do does not mean we should just move him to left tackle because he's going to get paid more money than any guard ever. That's not what that means. It just means that Nelson is really good where he's at and he should stay where he's at. And then we should just find a replacement for Costanzo, even though that's going to be difficult. Yeah, I definitely agree there. Uh, so he also mentioned a couple wide receivers. First off, T.Y. Hilton, going to be a free agent this offseason. Uh, Chris Ballard was just you know talking how much he loves T.Y. Hilton and everything that he stands for, the type of person he is, how he's grown as a person and as a leader. Uh, for me, you know, right now, I know it's really early, but based off of some of these Ballard comments, it kind of seems like T.Y. Hilton's probably going to be re-signed by the Colts. I mean, we've talked about it, how we probably want T.Y. Hilton back for another year or two. Uh, what was your thoughts there on, on kind of Ballard's comments on T.Y. Hilton? Yeah, nothing crazy here. You know, it's the same things that we've always said about him and what Ballard's always said about him, about him being a leader and just being the kind of man and teammate that he is, he personifies what you want an Indianapolis Colt to be. And he talked about, you know, how he got better throughout the season. He showed he still got some spark left in him. And we feel that he can continue to show that. I mean, I think you're right. It, it just enforces the fact that I think Ballard's planning on uh, giving him some kind of contract to stay here. Mm-hmm. You also talked about Paris Campbell a little bit, your guy. Paris Campbell's uh, had a couple injuries that just kind of like had people asking, 
is he injury prone? Like, what's the deal with Paris Campbell? Why has he not been able to stay on the field? And Ballard said exactly, Derek, what we've said. It's just been bad luck, right? That's exactly what he said. He said, man, he gets hit on that fly sweep reverse and he hits that right knee. It's just bad luck. He says, he said of Campbell, he said he's worked his butt off in rehab. He's driven, he's young, he's talented. Uh, we have Paris Campbell being a valuable member of this team moving forward. And I still believe in him. Our coaches believe in him. We'll get him healthy and we'll get him ready for camp and let him compete. I mean, that's exactly, man, what we have said about Paris Campbell so far. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it, it's just one of those things that they're still uh, going to take a chance on him. They think he's still insanely talented. He has shown bursts of talent at, here and there. So, you know, we just got to see him try to put together some more games. And if we can see that, then we'll have a better indicator of where to go for the future. Mm. Yeah. He also talked about another offensive player is going to be a free agent, Marlon Mack. Um, we've had this conversation a little bit about, do you bring back Mack? Do you let him walk in free agency? Uh, so this was very interesting. And I want to get your take on this. He talked about Marlon's injury. He said, it broke my heart. He said that sucked. Uh, it was hard on him, uh, but he said, he's tough minded. I watched him work his butt off in here all season to get back. He says he deserves a good contract unequivocally. He deserves that. He said, I just don't know if we're going to be able to do that here. He said, saying that, I'm not going to say that Marlon's not going to be back because I think he's a very special player. Uh, and I could see a backfield of Marlon, Jonathan Taylor, and Naheem Hines, and Jordan Wilkins being super special. So I'm not going to discount it. But I think Marlon Mack's a great player. He deserves what he has coming to him. He's even a, a better teammate. He's unselfish, and he's everything you want. What is your take on Ballard's potential stance on bringing back Mack versus not? Yeah, I mean, I... I uh... I agree with him that, you know, the injury to Mac broke uh, a lot of people's hearts in Indy, you know, so what this guy has uh, done and how much he's improved to get to the level that he's at now. And then to just have that all thrown away over, you know, a stupid injury that really sucks. And look, I'm going to be honest here, Cody, and you can disagree with me here if you want, but I don't like how Ballard just showed his hand. I don't like how he just showed his hand. He openly just admitted, I want him here. I want to give him a contract. I absolutely do. But I don't know how much money we can actually give him. I hmm. don't. And now, now, I'll say this also, that Ballard's, Ballard's definition of a good contract, it could be different compared to a lot of teams. You know, what he views is a good contract for Marlon Mack is a little different than what other people do, right? So, right. you know, I mean, Marlon Mack, we all know, is a very unselfish guy. He's a very cool guy. Definitely a great teammate. He's been helping Jonathan Taylor all the way through the season. So I would love to have him back. I know Ballard does. And maybe that, maybe saying that, and then Marlon Mack hears it again, you know, when it's just open-minded, um, maybe just shows him, you know, maybe I'll decide to stay on a smaller contract, you know, because I mean, sometimes money isn't everything for these guys. Sometimes right. it's not. I mean, I don't know whether it is for Marlon Mack or not. I would assume it's not. But, you know, a lot of guys just prefer the culture that they're in. You know, a lot of guys where it's 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 familiar to them. They're comfortable staying here for less money because they know the atmosphere. They know where guys are at. And, you know, I think Marlon Mack, if he stays and he gets and he stays healthy, that, you know, I think he's going to continue to make money 
off of Balor because I think Balor does want to continue to keep him as long as he keeps doing what he's been doing. You know, it's just one of those things now where if some team comes out and offers him a really decent contract and bonuses, if he stays healthy, you know, it, 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 it hurt to show his hand there, you know, for other teams sake. But, you know, I, I totally saw this coming that Ballard wanted Marlon Mack back. Um, I know a ton of people that we've interacted with on social media would prefer not to bring him back. But I think you and I can stay in agreement that, you know, as long as we get him for a pretty friendly deal, then we're 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 wanting to bring him back 100 percent with open arms. Absolutely. I, I definitely agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Ballard also talked about the defense a little bit, talked about the edge rush. I'll just kind of read what Ballard had to say. He said, I thought Autry and Houston had pretty good years. I thought Muhammad had a good season. He said, sometimes the collective unit is better than all. Uh, and that's what we want to have. We want to have eight guys. We're always going to come looking for rush. Uh, he talked about Kamoko Turi a little bit. He said he came back midseason, wasn't always right with the ankle, so we need him to be completely healthy. One name that I know was very puzzling why he was a healthy scratch is Ben Banigou. He talked about him for a second. He said, everybody, you know, he needs to come on. He said he really needs to come on. Everyone thinks these guys are instant rushers, 10-sack guys. Sure, it happens. Uh, but he said, you know, for example, he threw out the name Jerry Hughes, right? A guy the Colts drafted years ago. He didn't really wasn't really productive from a sack standpoint his first couple of years with the Colts. But then in Buffalo, when he got traded, he's still in Buffalo. I mean, he was just he's been a really, really good pass rusher for them for years. Now, so he said you have to have some patience with these guys and keep developing them. Um, he says, you know, that'll be our emphasis. We're gonna continue to fuel the fire on that front, uh, because we think that thing makes the train go. So what are your overall thoughts on Ballard's comments on the defensive line? Yeah, nothing too crazy here. Not one of the bigger storylines, but yeah, I mean, we've always seen Chris Ballard shifting up the defensive line, right? That we've made videos in the past saying like, why does he keep bringing on these different defensive linemen? Shouldn't we go after something else? Like we've, we've said that so many times, Cody, because we're just like, he brings in so many different guys, anyone that helps this defense move the way it does. I mean, it's actually incredible. So, you know, it, it, I do expect a lot of things to shift on a defensive line this year. And look for anyone that wants to rebuttal on my statement that I made a few days ago about how this Colts defensive line may not be the flashiest and they're not the most consistent, but they do have guys that can make plays for anyone that wants to know. Justin Houston may not have finished top 10 in sacks, but there's a stat that went around that said, we're regenerating how you create a sack. So the top six guys that created sacks, not by the initial tackle, but by blowing up blocks and creating holes for other guys to make sacks off of, Justin Houston was fifth best in the league at doing so. So he created the fifth most opportunities for other guys to get sacks versus him. So again, I'm not, I'm not insinuating that we don't go for an edge rusher. I'm just saying again, that edge rush Balor can find guys that'll help. And I think we have enough guys here now that have the ability to continue to make plays. We just need to work more on that offensive line first. 
Well, going back to kind of his comment on the defensive line, like for Ben Banigou, for example, he threw out the name Tyquan Lewis, who a lot of people would have said this time last year, bus, don't resign him, don't bring him back. He's he's terrible, yeah. all this stuff. But we saw what one offseason took, what it took for Tyquan Lewis to just have a really good offseason. He had a really solid season, and honestly. So, you know, I think for some of these younger guys, he just needs to, to be patient with some of these guys. Like, we just need to be. Like with a Ben Banigou, even with the Kamoko Turi coming back from that injury, um, some people are just kind of saying, and you know, I've said it too. I do think edge rush needs to be addressed at some in some capacity. But saying that, we do have some young guys that have shown flashes at times. Now, no, nobody's come on and been like that stud pass rusher at least this past year uh, from the edge, at least. But yeah, I think that that I agree with what Ballard said. You just need to be patient with some of these guys. And who knows, Derek, we could be, you know, we were saying right now, Ben Banigou hasn't lived up to his second round hype. This time next year, he could be a really, really good defensive end. We just don't know. It just takes time with some of these guys. Yeah. And I'll also say another thing when it comes to the defensive line that you didn't mention. Um, he, he called out Kamoko Ture in that press conference too saying you know when he was talking about the buffalo loss you know he ballard mentioned the uh offsides penalty he used a few words in there that i'm not gonna say again we're trying to stay monetized here <laughs> but um just go look at the actual quote and uh I, I think colts fans know who he's talking about and what he's referring to so yep. you know it so you know, I mean, again, you know, Ballard and also just the more I'm seeing this, the more I'm starting to see the evolution of Ballard just starting to hold players accountable, starting to call people out like of a certain caliber, like, man, you know, these certain things just can't happen. And when he talks about it, you know who he's referring to. So, you know, it's one of those things. I like that about Ballard. I think he's coming into his I think he's just giving less of a crap about what people say about him and what, you know, other things happen. He's just keeping it 100% honest, which I certainly yeah. like about him. So, you know, again, this, this defensive line's got some stuff to deal with. Yeah, they definitely do. It's going to be interesting to see what they address. I do love, I'll say that too. I do love what Ballard has done. I think he's, yeah, like you said, I think he's become just more real as a GM. Like as he's just gone through the process year after year where he's like, He's such a competitor, dude. I love that about Ballard. Like, he's not going to settle for a wild card. He said, I was super disappointed with just the wild card. Like, he, this dude wants to win Super Bowls. Like, and that's mm-hmm. what I love. It's like, he's one of the best scouts, if not the best, at, you know, evaluating talent. He's one of the best there. And he's also probably one of the most competitive human beings on the planet. So the thing I love about Chris Ballard is every year, Derek, we've seen this trend where Chris Ballard finds a weakness on this team and he turns it into a strength. The offensive line looked at interior defensive line was the weakness last year. It's one of the best now. Uh, he just continues to do that year after year. So I have confidence that he's going to do it again, man. I really do. I really think that this guy is is the best GM in the league, uh, hands down. You may throw out a couple names, but Ballard's track history, man, he has been phenomenal at drafting. You're not going to hit every draft pick. He's had a couple that have flopped, but saying that he's had a couple that have been absolutely incredible. So I love what Chris Ballard has done. And I love that he's going to get extended. I would sign this man to a 10 year contract. If I'm being honest, he he's just that mm-hmm. type of guy that I want him leading our team, you know, for a long, long time. And I think he's definitely deserved every dollar that he earns in that extension coming up this summer. 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm hoping Ursay just gives him the full the full paycheck, please. Absolutely. Yeah, he also talked about uh that some defensive backs. So Xavier Rhodes was the first guy. He signed into a one-year deal this past offseason. Uh, he said, Xavier, man, he had a heck of a year. He really brought bought into what we're doing. He said, I give Jonathan Gannon, who's the cornerbacks coach, who was obviously with him in Minnesota, a lot of credit for that. He said he had a relationship with Xavier from Minnesota. He he worked and, and bought into everything we're doing. And he said, I think we will wait and see how it works out here for free agency, but we really like Xavier. So for me, that signals he's most likely going to be back for the Colts. And he also talked about Rocky Sin. This has been a big talking point for Colts fans. So many people have hated on Rocky Sin. I mean, hated Rocky Sin this season. And this is what Ballard had to say. He said he had his good moments and he had his rough moments. So Ballard is being completely 100% here. He said uh, it's no different than a lot of second-year corners. And he actually brought up the name, if you remember, Charles Tillman, who's one of the best mm-hmm. corners like in, in Ballard that should be a Hall of Famer. He said, man, you know, he was playing in his second or third year playing, and he got absolutely toasted in a playoff game by Steve Smith. And, uh, you know, he turned it around and had a great career. And he said, I believe that Rock has the ability to turn it around and really have a great career. He said he's just that type of guy that I think he just has that, you know, personality first off and also that work ethic that he's going to be a better player. He knows what he has to work on. And that's what we've been saying, Derek. Like, he maybe didn't have the best year. And we'll admit that. But the thing is, he has, he's the type of character that you want, that you believe he can turn it around maybe in year three. Yeah, I mean, you know, we Colts fans a lot of times, and, you know, we, we've been critical about him this year too, that, you know, Rock has certainly been the weakest link in this cornerback room. And, you know, he is a second-year guy. He's still learning. He's not as fast. He's just – he's a strong – physical corner that's still learning the game of football. And there's nothing wrong with saying that not everybody is a great corner right when they get into the league. We need to stop with that motion. And, you know, amount of people that are just saying he's a bum and needs to get out, just stop. Okay. What happens if this guy does get back to being what we know he can be? You're right. He's got the character and the work ethic to be that guy to fix things to go out and try to be the best. So I appreciate what Ballard's saying about that. And I'm going to be honest with you, Cody, about Xavier Rhodes. I didn't get the same feeling that you're getting. I, I'm, hmm. I'm going to be honest. I, I didn't get the feeling that Chris Ballard is all in on bringing Xavier Rhodes back. I don't know because he never actually said he wanted to bring Xavier back because, you know, it, And then we know we've gotten some of the weird things of, you know, Xavier saying he's been moving. Um, You know, he's been acting kind of weird lately. Like, I don't know. I don't really think the Colts are all in on bringing Xavier Rhodes back, Hmm. which is weird to me. Like he was your best corner this year by a long shot. And to think that the Colts may not want to bring him back, it kind of, it kind of scares me a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. That'll be something worth monitoring. Uh, I don't know. Ballard says a lot of things where you're like, well, it could mean this, it could mean this. We'll just have to wait and see. Because he doesn't right. really get, like, we, maybe with Marlon Mack, he showed his hand a little bit more. But, like, with a lot of these answers, he really doesn't show his hand a lot. Like, he praises the guy and says, we think he's a good player, we'll have to wait and see. And then, basically, we just have to wait till free agency or or whatever it is until they resign or not resign. Um, He also, speaking of that, talked about Anthony Walker a little bit. He poured on the praise for Anthony Walker. He says he's a selfless guy. 
He says, I have a special relationship with him. Uh, he says, man, he's, he's just talked about how smart Anthony Walker is. And we agree. Like he is such a smart linebacker. Maybe not the most physically gifted linebacker, but he's just, he's a captain on that defense. He gets the linebackers where they need to go. And I saw somebody who posted something based off of this comment that said Ballard said that he didn't want to bring Anthony Walker back, which I thought was really weird. I'm yeah. like, what? I didn't see, I, for this, I thought that Ballard basically said, I love Anthony Walker. I have a special relationship with him. For To me, that kind of signified he'll probably be back. I don't know if you agree with that. I think because I think they said during one of the comments, Ballard was talking about like, you know, if Anthony Walker wanted to like do this, he would be like, if, if Anthony Walker did something like this, he'd be a GM in the league, like just right. kind of breaking down some like different examples, just about smart he is. Cause you know, he's saying right now, if he just decided to quit, he would be a coach in this league. Cause that's how smart he is. And then like, if he decided to, be a, a scout then he said at some point he's going to be a gm i think he was just trying to explain different ideas of how smart anthony walker is and somebody yeah. took that comment as an example of that he wasn't talking about his playing ability so therefore he doesn't really want him back yeah i'm, I'm with you on that i don't really think that ballard's wanting to ship anthony walker out the door i mean unless anthony walker's asking for a crap ton of money which i don't believe he is then i don't see why chris ballard wouldn't uh want to sign him especially after he just said i have a special connection with this guy right and he said he's a rare leader too so to me that all indicates yeah, yeah we're gonna bring him back i i don't know yeah, maybe leaders. maybe maybe leaders. it's different maybe maybe he said something else about the press conference that i missed but for me, it signaled, yeah, I love Anthony Walker. You know, I want him back. He's special on our team. We value him a lot. That's what I took away from it, at least. Yeah, um, I mean, that's what I would say, too. The last thing that Ballard talked about that I kind of want to maybe end this one on, he talked about potentially, you know, he's asked about the question about bringing in an outside free agent who maybe has a little bit of a checkered past. So, uh, and he, he, he was asked this about a year ago about, like, you know, would you feel comfortable bringing in a guy with a checkered past? And he kind of said, like, I don't think our locker room is ready for that yet. Um, and Ballard said, yeah, I think our locker room is ready for that. I think we could bring in a guy um, who does have that because we have people who uh, hold people accountable. He threw out, you know, Aunt, you know, DeForest Buckner's name, for example, was a guy that he said, man, just hold people accountable. He's, he's so respected in the locker room. We think we could handle a guy maybe like that. What were your thoughts on that comment? Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I, I think that Ballard uh, said it last off season, right before he said that I think that this locker room is ready to, you know, take on that big name free agent, and you know, it's starting to get more mature. I think he's been letting on now that you know this this group every year they continue to get more equipped with each other since they're all so young. He's saying that they're just going to continue to be more mature about things. And, you know, he thinks that the locker room unity is strong enough that a guy who maybe has some question marks, you can bring him in and try to help put him back on the on the forbidden path. Right. So I, I think that that's a good thing to hear Ballard say that, you know, this unit is continuing to get more mature. And, you know, that's what happens when, you know, a bunch of 23, 24, 25, 26-year-olds are getting older and older. You know, they hmm. start to get more mature in this league because, you know, let's let's face it, the majority of our starters have been, an, have been on an NFL roster for probably no more than six years. So, you know, sure. there's a lot of guys in there that, 
you know, are young and are still learning, but I mean, these guys are forming a great bond. And I think that's a very uh, wise thing that, you know, you can finally, I think Chris Ballard's starting to open up a little more because of the fact that the locker room is getting so much more tight with each other. So I, I like what I'm seeing from that. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, that'll wrap up this one, guys, from Chris Ballard's press conference. Let us know if you have any thoughts, maybe similar thoughts or differing thoughts on this, but that'll do it for this one, guys. Thanks so much, and as always, go Colts. Yeah.